everybody. This is MG. And I'm Elizabeth Pudwell, and we are Sober Sisters Talk. Welcome. Welcome. So Sober Sisters Talk is a podcast that MG and I do every week. We try to do it every week. And we try to bring to you our experiences working several programs and just share with you what we have come across in our lives. And I like to say, I don't know how to keep anybody else sober, but I know what works for me. And that's what we want to encourage people to do in this podcast is to figure out what works for them. And that's where MG and I are a little bit different because I like to tell people what to do and think that I can keep them sober. (laughs) (laughs) But we just invite you to listen. It's fun and it's also really educational. We cry, we laugh, we do a little bit of everything. We have guests, we work the steps. It's great. So stay tuned to the next podcast coming right up. Also, we'd love to invite you to a Zoom meeting this Friday night at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you're interested, email SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com and we'll send you the meeting information and password. We hope to see you this Friday. Thank you. Stay tuned. Hi, everybody. I'm M.G., and I'm Elizabeth Pudwell, and together we are Sober Sisters Talk. Welcome. Um, we're so glad you're here. We're so glad you're listening. It's uh, We're recording, and it's August the 22nd, right? 21st. Tomorrow's the 22nd. So it's August the 21st, and um, we uh, MG and I live in Houston, and we've got a possible hurricane headed our way. So um, before we started recording, we were talking about, um, I've been wanting to do throughout all of August to do um, a step eight recording because I really do like to address the steps as we record. And it's the easiest way to remember, you know, if you're leading a meeting or chairing a meeting or something like that, it's just, if you follow the months, you know, there's a step for every month. There's, so it's just, an easiest way. So I'm also um, working, I just finished step eight with a sponsee of mine. And so I proposed that to MG as a topic. And um, the way that I couched it is it with this storm coming, there's, you know, Houstonians, we kind of, you know, we kind of know not to sit back on our laurels and think this thing might go away or it might not hit us because I think some of us did that with Harvey and Harvey hit us hard and so we're we know to prepare and prepare means um have a game plan it means you know fill fill your gas tank up have cash have cash have water like like I've got like six gallons of water underneath my cabinet canned food yeah you gotta have you gotta have a mindset too like okay so should you know should i my place my domicile take on water where will i go what will i do um because you gotta decide beforehand so you're not caught off guard yeah and i you know step eight is sort of that that exact preparation Um, Step eight is made a list. And I always preface this with my sponsees. This is not step nine. I want you to remember that the the verb, every step has a verb. (coughs) Every step has a verb. Every step has a verb phrase. And step eight is made 
a list. It's, so the step is to make the list and it's to prepare you for nine, which is made direct amends. And so when, in step eight, it's made a list and then became willing. So the way that I work this step with my sponsees is I have, we go back to step four and go to that last column the, the or the first column everybody that's on that list um on your step four needs to be on step eight and then i also you know i have a pretty good memory and i can remember as they're you know going through and talent sharing stories about this or that with um their step work where's this person why didn't that that person didn't show up on this list you know where's that person and why wasn't that person on a step four so it's sort of like a checking point too it's sort of like here we are well now that we're doing this you know you've been talking a lot about so and so and so and so wasn't on four and needs to be so do that and then and also sometimes on step four people forget themselves um and I, we always have to go back and and do that as well so the step eight is made a list and then became willing. So what they do is they make the list and then enter the affront, <laughs> the harm that they caused. And then we talk about it and that's where the willingness comes. Okay, so you got John on that list and you deceived John and you were so afraid that you were afraid to commit to John and you pulled him in and you you know, let him buy you the car and the house and all that stuff. And then you cheated on John. And um, so, you know, let's look at the, what you owe the amends for. So the process is where were you dishonest, fearful, self-seeking and selfish. And then I always add in there having unrealistic expectations and manipulative because we tend to do all of that. So all of those things are the preparation for making the direct amends, which comes in nine. And you kind of get used to um, looking at your conflict with others in that way. And that's the whole point of the way that I work the steps is to get my sponsees sick of themselves. <laughs> Uh, which right. makes it CMG right now. So like you got to be sick of yourself, sick of your damn right. self. Yes. And I mean, and, that, that's, and that's why it's so important to do a searching and fearless moral inventory. Because if uh, four is not complete, like you were talking about, that they left some people off, it's not going to, it's not going to help you for eight. And it's so interesting that we're talking about this because, um, I've been reading this book by Leo Tolstoy, I can't say his name right, called Anna Karenina, because I wanted like a big meaty book to um, read. That's, that thing was, <laughs> that thing will kick your ass. Well, it's all about sex and love addiction. It is. It's very sex. Right? Like, you know, Anna's her husband and she gets sex and love addicted to this other guy, Vronsky, over here and... And, you know, when something came up, anyway, I was, like, laying in bed this morning, and I got up early because I had to, you know, uh, get up early. 
And I was remembering something that happened, um, you know, years ago with, I'll, I'll call him Mr. B. And he was like one of my major qualifiers. And I realized that the worst thing that I ever did in my sex and love addiction was to abuse his children and to neglect his children. And one time, and his kids were probably like his youngest was eight. They were like eight, 10, and 13. And uh, we went out one night and rented a hotel room and left them alone all night. Mr. B bought him some Boone's Farm wine. So, you know, we left his kids alone with some, you know, liquor. And, you know, when I thought about those kids, and it's like, I just, I, I harmed them. I harmed them in my sex and love addiction because I orchestrated the whole thing. He was willing. He was, you know, an alcoholic and maybe a sex addict as well and so he went along and so you know I'm willing to make amends to them but I don't know if I ever need to ever reach out to these people again because I feel like it might be too traumatic to bring up for them and but I love that you say don't do nine don't do nine you know let's just stick with eight so, you know, Mr. B's three kids, you know, I, I harmed those three kids. And I didn't really think about the extent until, you know, for some reason this, this novel brought it up for me. And, uh, and I'm willing to make amends and my heart just breaks, you know. So I think that's why it's good for us as sponsors to continue to look at this stuff and continue to help others work through the steps because, you know, stuff continually, like, you know, is more revealed. I don't know that if, that when I first did this as thorough as I thought I was, if I could have handled the crushing guilt and shame that I feel even now. And or I mean, being aware that you had a part in it. You know, a lot of times we're in denial about our parts. And this is over 30 years ago this happened, Elizabeth. So, I'm putting those three kids on the list. And I am willing, I'm humbly willing, I'm so tearfully willing to say I'm sorry to them. And, and then, you know, do you usually work with people like real quick in succession, make the list and then jump over, okay, start making your amends? What do you do? Well, we spend one session and we go over the list. And then um, the next session we go, when we do step nine, then we talk about how. How are you going to do those direct amends? All right, well, yeah. who's first on the list? Yeah. And um, it, it, eight is always kind of muddy when I work that because there's always something that we forgot, you know, because I always, you know, and almost every one that I can think of, somebody comes up and then I go like, did you make it, did you put yourself on your step four? Was that on there? Do I, I don't remember. And, um, and maybe they need to rework it for themselves, you know, and, and maybe even for you, like now, you know, because it's, yeah. The purpose of the steps, what it did for me is it was, it just shined a spotlight on my 
behavior that led me to where I was. And yes, there's like so many other factors in there, why I did stuff and, and not getting my needs met, blah, 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 blah. All of that stuff is valid and true. But the only thing that I can control or apologize for or make amends for is my stuff. And it, it's so, it coincides with the work that I do in law of attraction because it really became clear who I am and what I want to be. Like, I don't, it doesn't matter if, you know, I had this upbringing and my mom was in this situation and did this and this. I don't want to be that person. I don't want to do the same thing. I don't want to be a rager. I didn't want to rage at my daughter, you know, and I had been, and I was, and I'd raged at both of my older boys and it's not who I am and it's not what I want to do. And yes, it was taught to me, but I have control over that. There's always a choice in every situation. We have a choice. We do say we're powerless. Yes, but the, there is power too because you can choose. Sure. Well, I love that phrase. You know, you may be powerless. I may be powerless, but I'm not helpless. And there are so many women in this program that are willing to extend themselves and to help that there's, you know, no no reason for us not to have that courage to go forward. Right. And you know, and I like to say that you know, by the time that um, that we're like 18, 20, 21, you know, we can blame a lot of stuff on our childhood, but it's like now we're adults and we have the responsibility to like, you know, choose the kind of life that we want to live. To choose. Are you going to hang on to that baggage? You want to keep carrying that around? You want to keep toting that, that, that flag? waving that flag and telling everybody how blah, 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 whatever abused. And we don't have to do that. There's a choice always. And, and that's what I mean by, you know, just becoming so aware. Like I remember poignantly how I felt the day that I just made that, made that choice. And I said, I cannot believe I chose this for myself. And that was like the, yeah. The guillotine came down, the gig was up, I chose this, I have a part in this, and I gotta stop it. Yeah, yeah. I call, you know, there's so many times we, like, try to give our work to the other person, to our qualifier, you know? You need to leave me alone. You, no, if you do the right thing, if you have the right energy, if you say it in the right way, that motherfucker will leave you alone. You won't ever have to say it. Once I made that decision and I got up and I remember he was standing there and I got up, I saw him coming and I got up. I remember what he was wearing and I got up and I, I don't remember what I was wearing though. <laughs> and I walked away. I went into my girlfriend's cubicle and I stood there just shaking with grief and crying. And she was like, what's wrong? And I was just like, and I just waited, I don't know, two, three, four, five minutes and walked back and sat down and I wanted to call him and I wanted to be like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to hurt you. Fuck that. No, no, just wait. It will pass. That feeling will pass. And it did. And I was okay with it. But, you know, there's just, I don't want, I didn't want to hang on to 
the baggage that I was carrying around that was causing me to enter into such dysfunctional relationships. Sure, sure. You know? And it took me a long time to really realize like who I really am and what I want and who the partner I, I do want is. And the work continues, Elizabeth. I mean, you're still, you Obviously. know, ironing that out. Well, I know that, uh, and I, I saw this great YouTube video, and I'm trying to find it while while we're online. It was about step eight, uh, nine, and ten. And the man who did this video, oh, here it is. His name's Joe Elliott. Oh, he's fantastic. And what he talks about is that steps one through seven are all about ourselves our relationship with our higher power and you know one through seven are really about ourselves and and god and then step eight is now we got to go out back into the world and so you know it's uh so important to and he he has this great little he draws this little these little circles yeah he starts talking at like eight eight and a half minutes That's yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Going nine to- minutes and 36 seconds i'm like he's on the step eight and nine and the whole thing is like so good and i always review this i usually you know do steps eight and nine for the beach retreat and i always review what what you know he talks about because i just love that about how it's our relationship to others and that's like that's why it's set up the way it is so that we can uh get our feet underneath her underneath I see a distinction you know that it, it's that it's you know four five six and seven is about ourselves and then eight and nine is about others and then 10 11 and 12 is really about your relationship with God yes I mean but but in a way like you know taking God out in the world you know that it's a, a time for us to be of service to God and to the world I think the key you know Preparing to prepare. Is preparing to prepare. Yeah. And to make sure you're thorough, as thorough as you can be. Uh, invariably, we forget part of it or we forget something. Um, I do uh, I do recommend that you put yourself on that list. Yeah. And, um, you know, make sure that you're aware of, you know, with your sponsor, what the amends for yourself should be. Well, for me, it was a living amends. That, of course. You know, that I need to continue my program of recovery. And one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was, you know, I'd like to invite some women in. I don't know how they'd feel about it. But, and I want to see, you know, how we could do it. But it's sort of like um, life after slaw or, you know, sunlight of the spirit or some something like that. Because... There are women that come into Slaw and they get a lot of good lessons and tools and then they leave program. And I'm so curious, I mean, because I, I, I did for like, you know, probably like six years when I was in New York, I probably went to like three SLAA meetings. And I really suffered because of that. And that was one of the reasons why I wanted to come back to Houston was because of the 12-step community here. Um you know, because I didn't want to harm anybody else any longer. And I know that if I'm, and and I wasn't keeping up with my living amends to myself anymore. Well, the other thing, you know, I do know some that have left and come back and we might be able to use those. Yeah. Yeah. 
We'll see. We'll talk about it. We got people coming in. Okay. Well, we're going to wrap it up, listeners. So uh, remember that when you do your step eight, um, to be as thorough as possible, work with your sponsor. Don't forget to put yourself on there. And you got to stay focused, on, especially, I think, with eight more than any other step is do not go into nine because it will cause you to pe leave people off of there. You're like, oh, fuck that. I'm not going to say, I'm not making amends to that person. You know, like I put my mom on there and I carried my amends to my mom around in my purse for two years before I actually gave it to her. Well, what are the three criteria? Is something like um, soon, um, what is it? And hell no, not ever. It's like, you know, you know what I mean? It's like, uh, soon in the future and hell no, not ever, you know, that once we make the list, we can go back and sort of like quantify them. And, there, and, and I, I'm, you know, I have been really creative and we'll do this. I'll share some of the creativity with, um, step nine, but it doesn't mean, you know, direct amends can be very, very creative. And so I just want to encourage you to be thorough with the list and you and your sponsor work out how you actually carry out nine, but be thorough yeah. with eight. Be courageous, and it's okay. Okay. The better, the better you do, the better off your the rest of your sobriety is going to be. Amen, sister. Okay, Elizabeth, thank you so much. Until next time. Thank you. So if you want to get in touch with us, please send us an email at SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com. Or you can check out our other episodes at www.SoberSistersTalk.com. And we're also on Facebook. We have a Facebook page and there you, we have them all lined up. You can see them. You can get a little description. You can share it. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. Bye.